You're listening to End of the Line on WRIR 97.3 FM, Richmond. End of the Line is an ongoing podcast about the pipeline struggles in Virginia and the Mid-Atlantic. I'm Katie Wood. This is episode three, and if you've been following the pipeline saga in Virginia, you'll know that it's a tale of not just one, but two natural gas pipelines proposed by competing energy companies, nearly identical in size, scope, purpose, and similar even in route, the Mountain Valley and Atlantic Coast pipelines would both be 42 inches in diameter, carrying high-pressure fracked gas from the Marcellus Shale region of West Virginia over nearly 300 miles through Virginia. In this episode, we'll travel to the county of Buckingham, where the ACP has chosen to intersect with the Transco Line. Here in Union Hill neighborhood, the noisiest, dirtiest, and most dangerous unit of the ACP is proposed to be built, a 50,000-plus horsepower compressor station. Heading west out of Richmond through Powhatan and Cumberland County, Route 60 turns into a rolling two-lane highway. Cell phone service is soon patchy or non-existent. After nearly an hour on Route 60, just past Sprouse's Corner, a large water tower will announce your arrival in Buckingham County, the heart of Virginia. Oh, so quiet, so quiet. You can tell right now, it's just peaceful and quiet compared to living in the city, I'm sure. Mm. That's why I love it. And you get to learn that the inner person. In the city, you can uh, ignore the inner person a lot of time by being busy occupying yourself, going, going. Here you have to take time. John and Ruby Laurie live under a mile from the site of the ACP's proposed compressor station. Their farm is part of land that has been in John's family for generations. Well, I was born and raised across the road of there, Laurie Lane, back in 1944. My grandfather had that property. But during that time, I always wanted to farm, raise cattle. I want to be closer to Mother Earth. That's a newborn calf. That's number five. No wonder that cow watching us. They've, uh, we've seen videos of how noisy those um, compressor stations are. And what effect will that have on the cow? A lot of stress. Not only on them, but also on us. I don't want to live under that kind of pressure and under that kind of stress every day. 24-7. Yes. In 2014, the Lorries got a knock on their door from a woman named Chad Oba, a nearby neighbor who brought troubling news about the proposed compressor station. We were a little bit reluctant at first, and then the more we found out about what this gas can do, you know, 
It can harm the environment. It can harm our well water. There were people that weren't even from this area that would come and that they and they would speak at the board of supervisors meeting, and we would just sort of listen. And then finally, I got up enough nerve <laughs> to, you know, voice my opinion and how I was against the proposed compressor station. How unfair it was that they wanted to put it, you know, in this area. Chad Oba has been a Buckingham resident for over 30 years. Her husband helped design and construct part of the nearby spiritual community of Yogaville, and in 2014, the ACP announced their plan to build a compressor station just a mile from her house. I've learned so much about the history, you know, you know, of this place that I didn't know, you know, and I've lived here for 30 years. I knew my immediate neighbors, but I didn't, I didn't know Ruby and John. I just did house to house one day. I just went out by myself and knocked on doors. And, well, I got word from a Nelson County person, Kathy Holub, and she said, you know, Chad, I think that this compressor station that they want to put is really quite close to you. So I very quickly got online, went to Friends of Nelson. There happened to be the, the Dominion informational meeting that evening, realizing that it was going to hit this particular neighborhood that I'm really a part of. I'm just across the road. Um, I went directly to Pastor Paul. I didn't know Pastor Paul. And he was sitting outside of Union Grove Church. And I knocked on the window. I said, may I talk to you for a while? And he rolled down the window and he said, yeah, what's this about? And I told him, and he immediately was on board. He said, no, that's not going to happen. Pastor Paul Wilson is a minister, undertaker, and pastor of not one but two historic black churches in the Union Hill area. We're at ground zero. I stand just against it because it's, it's wrong. I'm against the way Dominion has handled itself, how it's conducted business. Actually, the Union Hill Church is the oldest of the two churches. Mm -hmm. Union Grove came out of Union Hill. We go back to 1868, and uh, about 30 years later, the church split. I've been in ministry for 47 years, pastoring 45, and I've been over there now going on 20 years. My family was in this county before it became a county. Though his roots run deep in Buckingham, Pastor Paul lives in nearby Amelia County. He first heard about the ACP through his involvement on the Amelia County Economic Development Board, which was in favor of the pipeline because of the supposed economic benefits it would bring to surrounding areas. But then after I found out where the pipeline was coming and the route, I went a minute. It's coming through some of my church members' properties. It's coming within a, in a half a mile of the church. Then we find out that that one compressor station it's going to be right in our church, y'all. We didn't walk in this. A compressor station is the most critical part of any pipeline's infrastructure. It is quite literally the heart of the pipeline. In order to continue its rate of flow across miles of fields and mountains, gas must be repressurized. Compressor stations pressurize and pump the gas, like a heart pumps blood, through the pipeline to its next destination. Compressor stations are known to be loud, highly polluting, and because of the pressurization and horsepower, extremely dangerous in case of unforeseen events. 
this whole idea of compressor stations is both a functional as well as symbolic, as well as political, as well as socioeconomic. Because when you have many, people unite. When you have one, everyone just wants it to be somewhere else. That's Lakshmi Fjord. Lakshmi is an anthropologist and founding member of the nearby Yogaville community. She became involved in the fight against the ACP after learning not only how close the pipeline would come to the Yogaville community, but that the heart of the pipeline would be centered in Union Hill. And it's crossing you know, miles and miles. Again, it, originally pipelines were supposed to have a, a small compressor station every 40 to 60 miles. The proposed Keystone XL, for example, which is an oil pipeline, but in any case, they still need a compressor station. Those were going to be 40 to 60 mile apart compressor stations. But the ACP chose to place just three compressor stations, spaced much further apart. The compressor station proposed for Union Hill is currently the largest allowable under Virginia regulations. This will result in disproportionately higher pollution for the community. Buckingham residents have continuously voiced frustration over the lack of media attention to this most crucial aspect of the pipeline and the comparative lack of opportunity for input. Dominion, they could have approached uh, um, our community much differently. Uh, they approached us as though we didn't even exist. And then when they wrote that first part of the paper, that was the DES paper for FERC, they didn't even mention us. They left us out. Okay, that was a blatant slap in the face. The DEIS, or Draft Environmental Impact Statement, is a report produced by the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, or FERC, to determine the impacts and need for the proposed project. The FERC DEIS, following what the Dominion resources had given them, were claiming that basically there was no one there. There was no one there. This was just an empty rural landscape. The fact that there was zero cultural resource reports, the fact that there was no discussion of the fact that there were people close all around this property. It wasn't out in the middle of nowhere. It, it was quite populated. It became clear that they were erasing Buckingham County. There's so much that has been overlooked in order for this com proposed compressor station to be dumped here. Lakshmi and other community members suspected that there were gross inaccuracies in the reports from both Dominion and FERC. But in order to prove this, they would need to do some research. People had already gone door to door. So Chad in the early days went door to door just to tell people, do you know that this is going to go right? No, they didn't know. But now we needed to go door to door and do a basically a kind of census. Lakshmi gathered a team of volunteers to find out just how many people lived in Union Hill and other demographic information, such as what they knew about their ancestry and any current health conditions. Through their door-to-door -door surveys, they collected evidence which countered the incomplete reports submitted by Dominion. They were saying something like there might be 25 people per square mile. And in fact, we found out that after only getting to two-thirds of the 
people of all the households, the 99 households, that we were at 166 people per square mile of that compressor station proposed area. And over one third we could prove were Freedmen descendants. Now the others probably a lot more are, but we just don't have the records. And by records I mean like records of them being sent to Richmond, their ancestors sent to Richmond as part of required slave quotas to be sent to defend Richmond or to build the trenches, the entrenchment around it. I was kind of hampered because if I would ask anyone who lived around there to tell me their family history, they couldn't or wouldn't. So there was a period of time in this work when there was no use of the word race, really, that people felt comfortable with, th that this was a racial injustice, and so it took a long time to get trust. But the other problem is, is that there's just not records. The lack of records for the Buckingham community may seem odd, but to those familiar with the historical pattern of erasing Black and Indigenous communities, such stories are nothing new. In the case of Buckingham, evidence suggests that the historical erasure may have been deliberate. The courthouse had been burnt, and it was burnt by arson, on the day that I guess they received the telegram in Buckingham that the 15th Amendment had been passed, which gave formerly enslaved people the right to vote. And that night, the courthouse was burnt to the ground, and the feeling was that erased all of the records of slavery. These records would have served as the evidence for legal challenges or even suits for restitution for slavery. And so overnight, all of those were gone. If you're just tuning in, you're catching End of the Line on WRIR 97.3 FM Richmond. I'm Whitney Whiting. This is episode three, and while there are actually two high-pressure, 42-inch fracked gas pipelines proposed across the state of Virginia, this episode is focusing on the community of Union Hill in Buckingham County, which is slated for both the Atlantic Coast Pipeline and one of its compressor stations. As necessary a piece of infrastructure to a pipeline as the heart is to the human body, but also the most dangerous and highly polluting piece of the pipeline puzzle. This community of Union Hill had basically been erased from the historical record, not just by the lack of cultural resource reports by the Atlantic Coast Pipeline. They were, in a sense, taking advantage of a situation that had been ongoing over 150 years, really. Lakshmi continued the search for more historical records and evidence of who had lived in Union Hill. And then I started down a path where I started to understand who was it that owned this triangular shaped piece of property with the existing Transco pipeline going right through it. 
want to see the proposed site of the uh, compressor station? Yes. Chad drove us to the site of the proposed compressor station, pointing out where the existing transco line crosses straight through the middle of what is now Dominion's property. So this is um, Ella Rose, who lives closest to the compressor station. This is compressor station property starting right now. Property of Dominion. And this is the transco line, which is why they want to be here. Intersecting with the Transco line would allow Dominion and other stakeholders to send the gas wherever they choose, including to export terminals north of Virginia. Chad and Lakshmi explained that for Dominion, this intersection made the land worth nearly 10 times the average rate for land in Buckingham. But even more startling, they say, is the historical significance of this triangular-shaped piece of property. The land was sold by an LLC company called Variety Shades to Dominion for the compressor station. Variety Shades was the name of a very large plantation in this, er in this area. And these are some of the folks involved in this LLC company were our former, they're the descendants of those plantation owners. And so the descendants of the Huguenots are the ones who sold this property to Dominion Resources for something like $37,675 an acre in a place where land sells for like $3,3500. They sold that land for $2.5 million. They made a tremendous profit. That's 68 acres. That doesn't happen in Buckingham. So while they made $2.5 million, the people next door, like Ella Rose, who is a ancestral descendant of people who worked that very plantation, their land is now zero. In January of 2017, the Buckingham County Board of Supervisors granted a conditional special use permit to the Atlantic Coast Pipeline in order to build the compressor station where Dominion had already purchased land. This permit effectively gave ACP permission to bypass local zoning restrictions, which categorized Union Hill as an agricultural zone. Concerned residents packed the room, speaking strongly and passionately pleading with their county government to consider the health and well-being of the community. My name is Ella Rose and I live in the Slate River District. I have since learned that my home is the closest home to the land that Dominion has purchased to build a compressor station on. Anything that is talked about here tonight will most directly affect me and my way of life. I value the quiet that I presently experience, experience when my windows are open or while sitting outdoors. <clears throat> I wonder what effect this constant noise will have on me. Air pollution aggravates the health of people who live near compressor station. You have already heard a lot about that. I will be forced to live with this and there's nothing that I can do to prevent my health from deteriorating. This is not the plan I had for my retirement. It is disheartening to know 
that everything that I've worked for all my life, which was to own my own home and live in peace the rest of my life, will be taken away from me. I hope you will make a decision to favor and value the life of residents who live nearby. Our lives should not be sacrificed. Our lives count and are depending on you to make a decision that favors life and not financial interest, most especially Dominion financial interest. Thank you. The more knowledgeable we became of this proposed compressor station and what was involved in the fracking process, the more we resisted because we didn't want this poison in our backyard. And we do have cultural resources with a historical background in this community. This is our community. This used to be a slave community as well. And we're proud of our community. The Lorries explained that there are many burial grounds surrounding the area of Union Hill, including one on their own property. Lakshmi also described what are clearly slave burial grounds on the former variety shade plantation. Beds of baby blue periwinkle run free across undulating patches of land clear indentations that mimic those of the nearby white cemetery, enclosed by a wrought iron fence. There are no headstones amongst the periwinkle flowers, but occasionally a unique river rock has been placed to mark a grave. But all of this was omitted. Uh, they overlooked all of this intentionally so they could put this proposed compressor station in here. That's the, that's the history of big business, that's what they do. Is it coincidental that you, that this compressor station is going into a predominant African-American community out in a very rural area, understand? But then when you look at the history of how big business has operated uh, in this country, always, uh, minority communities were divided split because they were because they had no clout, you know. Um, for example, give you, schools in Prince Edward County would have never been closed if there had been black folk, African American folk, folk of color, minority groups had been on school boards, been on the board of supervisors. You, you follow what I'm saying, you know? Uh, so always in the in the mindset of a lot of people, we're just. Um, Minority communities is just a it's just a situation that has had to be overcome. Do you all feel like um, your voices have been heard by Dominion at all around these proposed pipelines and the proposed compressor station? No. Heard by. Dominion? No. No. They, they have their own agenda. I mean, they just, they see dollar signs. That's all they see. They don't care anything about the human beings mm -hmm. or the animals or this earth. We have many experts, information that has been given 
before the County Planning Commission, the County Board of Supervisors, and before any others who wanted to listen, that has been ignored. This is an agriculture area. The Planning Commission and the Board of Supervisors still issued a special use permit. If you could talk directly to Tom Farrell, the CEO of Dominion, what would you say to him? How much is enough? We're not interested in your money. We just want to live our lives. When it comes to oppressing lives, regardless who it is, it's wrong. Enslaving people and oppressing people for the sake of a dollar. There's a story in the Bible about David and Goliath. Goliath was a giant. David was just a little shepherd boy, but he killed Goliath with a slingshot and a stone. They all told him, you can't do nothing with that giant. We've been told we can't do nothing with it. You going against dominion? <laughs> Not us. But dominion or no other company is no match against the Holy Spirit. been heard? No. It's not fair. More to come in the next episode of End of the Line. This episode produced by Katie Wood and Whitney Whiting with support from Matthew Conover, Aaron Bish, Sarah Suarez, and Caroline Creasy. Special thanks to John and Ruby Laurie, Pastor Paul Wilson, Chad Opa, Irene Leach, and Lakshmi Fjord. Music by Restroy. Find the full EP at milkfactoryproductions.bandcamp.com. Additional music by Lobo Marino. Find them on lobomarinomusic.com. To learn more about the issue of Compressor Stations and catch up on all episodes of End of the Line, go to soundcloud.com slash pipelinepodcast. In the next episode of End of the Line... We bought this property because of water. They could, they could easily damage hundreds of people's water and cut it off completely and not be responsible whatsoever. You know, with all eyes on Standing Rock and seeing this movement growing through nonviolent direct action, but also just this solidarity of protecting water.